Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I've got Sharpie, and I have Steve. Hey, Lisa. Hey. Howdy, Lisa. Howdy, Sharpie. How's it going? A little rough, not gonna lie. I've, I've got my my bronchitis voice. Oh, your, your, your low and slow voice. Yes. Yeah, that'd be what we're doing. If I get too fast and too excited, I just start coughing, so... We're going to go with the low and slow. Steve, how's it going? I'm good. I do not have my low and slow voice on, Sharpie. You're, you're at normal. I'm normal, so that's good. Normal volume there, Steve. Yeah, that means I could. I should probably get a flu shot before I get something else. I even had my flu shot. Oh, good job. You got a long time ago. I need to get that done, done. All right. So we have oodles of updates and news and happenings and this and that. And Steve, you're going to start us off. Yeah. So there is so much Disney news that we spent an hour plus trying to figure out how to break all this down. So we'll, we're going to do a Dis- crazy Disney news week. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, there were so many, it was like I would read one story and then five more would come out. So it's, and this isn't even all of the news stories, but, so later, I think we're going to do a show on just new Disney resorts, and then we might do another future show on, you know, breaking down 2019 and 2020. So you kind of have a timeline of everything that's coming and when it's opening in 2019 and when everything's opening in 2020, because there are so many things that we've talked about in the past um, that I just, you know, I see a story and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> We always do a year in review and a year in perspective. Yeah, there's a lot of new stuff coming. It's it's amazing. So the first one we talked about a little bit before, but there's more details on this now. So we talked about Everett Epcot. The Illuminations is going away. And Sharpie's, Sharpie was sad. Lauren was not as sad. <laughs> <laughs> but we, 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 uh, I think on our holiday show, we reminded everybody that the uh, Christmas tag over on the Illumination show is a must-see. So you can still see that. And Illuminations is going to end, they're saying somewhere in the summer of 2019. So you still have time uh, to see Illuminations. So they're going to put in a temporary show while they're building the 2020 new replacement show. So the temporary show is going to be called Epcot Forever. This this seems like a tribute to uh, all of us old timers that, <laughs> that were there when Epcot opened. Because when I read the description of Epcot Forever, it's classic Epcot tunes, which I actually, I think I bought the CD. I have the CD somewhere of all the Epcot music. And you can still hear a lot of that music when you walk around the park. Um, So it's going to be, I I assume, like some of those classic veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit probably won't be on there. But um. Oh, now come on. (laughs) So you're going to have your classic that, that, tunes. I just, I just introduced our kids to veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit last week. See? Oh. So it had better make a return. That's all I'm saying. You know, that's one of my favorites. Love that song. Love that show. Yep. So it says Epcot tunes starting with a spark of imagination that swells into an epic spectacular of fireworks, music, lighting, lasers, and special effect kites. Special, special effect kites. Uh, and that's going to be the fall of 2019 for Epcot Forever. So 
starting with a spark of imagination makes me think of Figment, uh, which would be a nice fit nice for return. the kind of Epcot Forever and all the old memories. And is, some is of that the, a tear? Oh yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But no, it, it should be good. Actually, Jesse loves Figment. Yep. She is she is Figment's Figment's biggest fan. Yes. So uh, the next one after that show, the 2020 show, they it's going to be more of a kind of tribute to Disney music and how that's inspired people from around the world. I love Disney music. So they're going to have floating set pieces, which kind of reminds me of Rivers of Light. Which was a kind of a mess. Well, but it's a lake. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Floating set pieces with, you know, built-in LED panels, uh, moving fountains, which they've had before with lights, pyrotechnics, lasers. Um, so we'll see. Speaking of lights, can I tell Sharpie what we got a quote on today? This is a complete tangent. Oh, Christmas lights. We got a quote on Christmas lights. You know, some people hire someone to get Christmas lights on their house. Yep. Do you do that? Uh, oh, no, 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 no. I, it, if, if lights go up, it is done by me. <laughs> I had n- no idea how much this would be. I would be more apt be. to do it for other people and get paid than to yeah. pay someone to do it myself. Well, we've got some, some high peaks now, so... Um, and, you know, I like how it's all nice and neat when people get it done. So the neighbor was getting it done, and, and I asked the guy, how much, you know, to do our house? And I was absolutely floored. Um, first, he said it's, um, if you go with LEDs, it's a little more expensive. I'm like, okay. He's like, it's about $300 more expensive. I'm like, I was thinking $300 for the whole thing. Uh, no so so the <laughs> materials and and you buy them once and then you know you can keep using them so your extension cords your lights your timers nine hundred dollars for that and then so, so like but that would be like your first year cost and then like right. your second year would be like 600 no it's 900 for the materials they didn't put them up yet oh 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 uh-huh. oh yeah. oh gotcha so to put them up is 400 and then to take them down is another 200 dollars for four weeks four weeks yeah. and and think about what disney spends across their entire resort on holiday decorations labor mm-hmm. maintenance throughout the season all year maintenance, yeah. maintenance after the season yeah. planning for the next year Guess what we're not doing? You're not having someone put your Christmas lights up. You're right. God gracious. Even though, you know, every year after would be 600, that's still 600. No. I uh, no. Steve said, "We'll just pay the 900 and then the 400 and we'll just leave them up forever. We don't have to take them down, we don't have to put them back up. We'll just leave them there." We could be those folks. Ugh, unbelievable. So anyway, sorry, Steve, I interrupted your Epcot LED talk. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. Epcot Illuminations. Okay. <coughs> so I'm up next. And I'm going over to 
Disney Hollywood Studios, and they've got a new nighttime show. So we all know what just happened in the wide world of Disney. Someone just had a birthday. Mickey just had his 90th birthday. And he's looking pretty good for 90, I have to say. He's pretty dapper. Very fresh-faced. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And you know who gets neglected and shares the same birthday with Mickey? Minnie! How come she's not all over the place? Yeah. Yeah. She's the same Minnie, age, Minnie same birthday. Shaft, kinda. She does. Short end of the stick. So anyway, Disney Hollywood Studios is getting a nighttime show that's going to be celebrating the 90 years of animation centered around Mickey. Hopefully they'll have a little bit on Minnie. And uh, this will be over in the, the Chinese theater, the, the courtyard area. Um, or, in, you know, Chinese theater area. And this is supposed to be fall of 2019. They're still going to have Fantasmic, though. Don't worry about that. That's a separate area altogether. <coughs> so, new show coming up. All right, let's see. Sharpie, you're next. Is it hot in here, or, is, or are we on board the uh, the Skyliner? Uh, uh, <laughs> to have air or so not to have air? They, they officially unveiled uh, the Skyliner car uh, at the series of events that Disney had this week, uh, and it was officially, officially confirmed that the Skyliner cars will not have uh, air conditioning. Mm. Uh, and it was announced that they will, in fact, roll out next fall, fall of 2019. Uh, they are scheduled to open on schedule. So they, they're there. I, I was kind of surprised that it's going to be a whole nother year before they're open, because, I mean, it seems like they've been making a lot of progress. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, once they get the stations yeah. up and running, they just add the cables in the cars. Yeah, kind of seems like it. But uh, what do I know about not. So it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be a whole other year before they're open. Um, but they do have the windows tinted uh, with with like a full graphics package. Uh, the graphics are really cute. Um, they're all all Disney characters and very, very cartoon-esque uh, uh, graphics all over the outside. But they, they do have the, the, the windows fully wrapped. Um, and they're, they're saying that there's going to be enough cross ventilation in the vehicles to provide sufficient airflow so people don't get hot. But I mean, it's Florida. I mm -hmm. still think they're going to be a little toasty, especially in the summer. But how long maybe is, I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. How I, long hope is they're, the, I hope they're perfectly comfortable. But how long is the ride supposed to be or the, the transport? I believe the longest transport time is like 13 to 15 minutes of ride time. So, so, so that, that's kind of, and, and that's from the furthest point to the furthest park. Mm -hmm. So I, I believe that's, um, I, I want to say that's Caribbean beach to, um, to Epcot. If, if, if memory serves me correctly. That is so crazy. Oh, I, I wonder what about, well, I don't have the map in front of me, but Caribbean beach is kind of across the street, I think from Epcot. So that might be, I don't know. It's on the other side, but it goes all the way down. Doesn't it go all the way down to Pop Century uh, Art of Animation? That yeah, one, I'm, try, so, I'm trying to look at the. So that that route 
if you went all the way, well, it depends on if it goes through one of those stations, but I think they just, it just automatically goes oh, through. It's like a, um, yeah, just, it like, just a like, like an elbow yeah. where it pushes it through. But I know they also yeah, think. Pop, you're right. Pop Century is the furthest. Yeah, so, so, yeah. So, Epcot to Pop Century, I believe, is the. Yeah, that would be your long haul. Is, is like the 12 to 15 minute one. Yeah. Although that's still not bad. Because I think you said before that they move pretty quick. Or there was a report that they were. They sounded like they weren't uh, like the old uh, Skyline or whatever it was at the uh, Magic Kingdom. Skyway. Skyway, yeah. Yep. That was a leisurely ride mm-hmm. it was cool if you could get uh you know be aerial born or aerial bound um during the fireworks no that, i don't know why that was such a thrill you're only like 20 feet closer to them hmm. i don't know i don't know all right skyline are coming fall of 19 steve you're up next oh so just a quick news you know they rolled they rolled out photo pass and then they Build the parks with PhotoPass photographers. So now they're looking for kind of a more automatic, automated solution for PhotoPass in the park. And they announced that they're going to do some uh, automated cameras in some of the parks. It sounds like they're going to start with maybe nine of them in some of the locations. And these are for your character meet and greet locations. Um, so the idea is, is they have, you know, multiple cameras already set up there. You know, they're probably cemented in on a post or something. Uh, they take your picture and then you go to a kiosk, kind of like when you get off one of those rides, you scan your magic band, it shows you the pictures, it puts it on your, on your magic band. Um, yeah, it kind of reminds me of, um, the Tapu Tapu pictures. Is that where I've heard? Yeah. Yeah, where the cameras are just there and you would tap your magic band or your tapu tapu over at Universal Volcano Bay. Yeah. And um, you get like, I don't know, probably like a three second, five second countdown like or a photo booth. Like it makes a light go off and tells you when it's going to take the picture. I don't know. I'm yeah. not sure how it's going to do it, but that's what it reminds me of is the Volcano Bay setup. So the thing that this doesn't do when it's all automated with the characters is you know how like they're hugging the your kid and they're talking to your kid and oh, the pre-picture yeah pictures. if you're like off to the side and you're watching those, yeah those are your best those are your best character photos if you can get you know where they're talking to your kid or they're hugging them or they're doing, like looking at their yeah, and you Minnie just, Mouse backpack yeah, saying, you, oh, that's me. Yeah. And you get like the side shot or the back shot of that and you can get some really good shots. So if it's an automated system, it's going to be more of the stand here and smile, do this. You stand there. I stand here. We do the silly pose. It's flashing. You got to do it again quick. It's going to go automatically. It's going to be like a photo booth. Yeah. Um, and then they run, th- I, I mean, it, it's efficient and it run it runs the line. Yeah. But do you think that it's going to be something that could be advantageous as far as the end result? And, you know, you know that you have four or five poses or however many they give you and you get five seconds in between the shots and it does turn into a photo booth where you're, you're doing the funny face and the serious face and the huggy face. and. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of have yeah, so it there's set that, up in your head. Yeah, you would have to uh, 
because you know you're going to get five different pictures. When you go up to a character meet and greet right now, you're just smiling. You're like, hey, I'm here. Take the picture. Yeah. And you're you, not really yeah, mixing you, it up. Yeah, this is true. <coughs> I don't there, know. But there's still, there's still going to have to be a character handler in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but they're not going to be a photographer. So the character that gets rid of your photographer, it keeps your character handler, and your character handler also becomes probably the person who says, okay. You know what else this is going to do? Here it goes. It's going to flash three times. Yeah, well, they're going to probably guide you along in the photo process, the automated yeah. process. And then they're going to move to the next one. But it's going to take away the opportunity to use your camera, your own cell phone to take yeah, a picture. And that I've seen uh, several people comment that already, that that's, that's something that people, even who have photo pass like to have photos or selfies or whatever on your own phone. Yeah. But yeah. yeah people like to post right away. Yeah. There's no um, photographer there who's going to take the time to do it on your own. Well, you can still ask next person in line or something, but yeah, you'd have to do your, you have to do your own creative way solutions. Don't but, worry, no one ever steals anything but for, in Disney. But for Disney, it gets rid of the cost of the photographer, and it gets rid of the, you know, how long is this person going to be taking up the time with the line because it's an it's more automated. Where well, you go, you push your thing, the thing's going to count down from three it's seconds. It's going to be more efficient. And then they're going to say, okay, next person. Yeah, but then you get a big group in there or something. They're going to be, well, no, we need more. I I know. It's yeah. still going to be more efficient, though. Anyways, so, yeah, new uh, PhotoPass systems coming as a test, and we'll see how that works. All right, Sharpie, we're going back to you in a land far, far away. So, Star Wars. I, I feel like we, uh, we, I feel like Disney <coughs> just keeps teasing <laughs> we. Galaxy's Edge over and over and over again. I mean, they are building this up because I mean, they, like their their investment in this land is massive. So, I mean, what they're doing to not only uh, create buzz uh, about this right now, but also to really start to kind of fill in the gaps of some of the things that were announced previously uh, and really starting to kind of push out to fans uh, what they can expect uh, from Star Wars land or from, from galaxy's edge uh, as, as it will be called. Um but they, they uh, provided a, a, a better insight into um, the the first of the one of the two attractions, uh, the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Edge. Uh, it really puts puts the guests kind of in the control. Uh, I, I kind of think it's going to be a little bit like Mission Space, but a little, but far more immersive. Uh, and and of course with the with the theming of Star Wars. Um, and then the second attraction is Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, uh, and that is kind of uh, really interesting because it, it's kind of a, a, a tour through the, the, the battle between the Resistance and the First Order. Um, so I'm kind of excited to see that. If you if you got to Disney's um, website, you can see some some clips of exactly what that is. Uh, and, and unfortunately the, uh, the, the star troopers still are, are, uh, or storm troopers, not star troopers, uh, the storm troopers still aren't, aren't, aren't capable of shooting anything, but, 
but but the they they the yeah they they really need to really need to train them up. But yes, so the, the those two attractions were announced. Uh, they they also teased a little bit more about some of the uh uh the uh the theme music that will be throughout the land uh there's also some some footage of John Williams uh conducting for that out on uh, on Disney's website as well i'm pretty excited uh, i think in addition to the new Star Wars hotel, uh, they also released a little bit more concept art for that. Uh, as we said, it was a, a huge, huge week uh, in Disney's in Disney news. Um, but yeah, so so the the little, little bit more of a peek into the two major attractions. Um, and it's important to remember that this is coming not only to Disneyland, but also over to Hollywood Studios. Uh, Disneyland will open first. Uh, Hollywood Studios will open second. Uh, so if you're planning uh, to do either of those, give us a ring and we can connect you with the approximate dates. Um, of course, no guarantees at this point in time because they haven't announced exact opening dates. Um, but yeah, 2019. Gonna, it's gonna be gonna be huge. <laughs> All right, we're off to holiday food. Ooh, holiday food. Holiday food. Over at uh, Disney Springs, they've got this, and and this is very appropriate because we're only a couple days away from Thanksgiving. Um, they've got a poutine bowl that has uh, sweet potato fries. They add turkey on top. They add gravy on top. Throw on a little bit of cranberry sauce. And some onion straws, the crispy little onion straws. Ugh. And that's your little um, Thanksgiving version of poutine. What do you think? I don't know. The, the younger it Steve. It sounds pretty tasty. Yeah, the younger, the younger Steve would probably eat a bowl of that. But <coughs> the older Steve, I, I don't think I can eat that anymore. You don't think but, so? But, but high cholesterol Steve can't do that. Yeah, I don't think I should. It's probably not on my list. Okay, so here we go again. Steve get we go out for Mexican and he gets a chimichanga. It was it was chicken chimichanga. Chimichanga, watching his cholesterol. Mm -hmm. Chicken. Would that a fried chimichanga? That's what I. He's like, is oh. that why it's so tasty and crispy? It was so tasty and crispy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Steve. That's, that's why. why it's so tasty and crispy mm -hmm. is because it's deep fried. And then yeah. he did something else. And I don't know. He did something else that was deep fried. Oh, he what? had fried plantains. He's like, they're plantains. I'm they're like, bananas. They're fried. So why they're all good? Why is everything good fried? So we had a long discussion. Plantains. <coughs> yeah. Got that caramelized kind of glazed coat on them. Oh, really? So good. Okay. So we walk into the place and he's, he's practically called by name. He's like, Hey, how are you guys doing? We always see you. Hey, you're always wearing a Disney shirt. That's right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. They're um, so good. That was at Polo Tropical. Mm-hmm. Good place, by the way. If you have one near you, go check them out. They have awesome food. Well, because normally I can eat something healthy minus the plantains. <laughs> okay. You can get rice, beans, chicken. Yeah, they have really good food. Yeah. Okay, so back to my food. So you get that at uh, Disney Springs, but then we're going to have the... Um, we have to try that at the Mouse Chat Meetup or someone will. I'll eat one of the fries, maybe. Okay, so um, Epcot, Epcot's Festival of the Holidays has these, they're not like food booths, like um, food and wine. Um, 
but they do have booths that have food, but they're known as holiday kitchens. And they have a lot of your um, holiday favorites and some holiday creations. And I'm going to give you a couple of these. And what's nice about this is that the portions are going to be a little bit bigger. They're closer to um, a, a realistic size versus the small tapas style food. So um, they have the American holiday table. And here you can get your main food items, which would be slow roasted turkey with stuffing, mashed potatoes, green beans, and cranberry sauce. You can get a hand-carved smoked ham with green beans and sweet potato casserole. And that's like $6. Uh, the first one was five fifty, and these are all going to be snack credits. <coughs> and um, they also have a, a chocolate pecan tart with whipped cream and caramel sauce. What do you think? That's got to get Steve's attention. That sounds super tasty. Mm. Do you like chocolate with pecan? Is that a good mix? Oh, yeah. Oh chocolate, gosh, pecan, that's... and caramel. Um, Amber was having a debate. Is it caramel or caramel? I, I recently saw a poll on that, uh, and most pronou- most Americans pronounce it caramel. Yeah. I think that A is going to get lost like the baby toe. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. Caramel. 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 Camel. Caramel. I guess I say caramel. And then they have red and green chocolate chip cookies, and that's at the American holiday table. They also have some interesting beverages. American Heritage Milk. Um, it's it's um, hot chocolate with marshmallows, so that's good for the kids. They have an Orange Blossom Brewing Cranberry Kringle Pilsner. Orange and Cranberry Pilsner. Okay. Shipyard Eggnog White Porter. Um, they've got a Peppermint Milk Stout. Holiday Beer Flight. Well, that sounds good. Not very descriptive, but you're interested. What's a milk stout? Peppermint. Oh. Okay. What more do you I thought, want? I thought you meant the holiday beer flight because those were two different things. Oh, that's no peppermint the, milk stout. Yeah, that's good. Comma holiday beer flight. Oh, that's well. Both of those sound good. Okay, and then they have um, the cocoa candy cane, American heritage milk chocolate hot cocoa with peppermint schnapps. Ooh. At first, when I read it, I read peppermint stick, but it's not. It is peppermint schnapps. And that's eight seventy five to give you an idea on the alcoholic type beverages. Then they have a Bavaria holiday kitchen. You have potato dumplings with mushroom sauce. Um, you have sauerbraten, red cabbage, and spatzel. Cheese fondue in a bread bowl with fresh steamed baby vegetables and marble potatoes featuring Melissa's produce. Mmm, good stuff. Black Forest Roulette, um, Roulade. What? I know how to say this. I don't. I can't say <laughs> it right now. Roulade. I think it's Roulade with cherry whipped cream. Man, that's going to bug me. Peppermint sugar cookie. So that's good. And those are only $2. Those little um, sugar cookies, $2. And then we have some more beverages. Uh, pure high, hard cider. I'm going to go through these a little quicker. You have a pure hard black currant apple cider, pink grapefruit. Steve, you always like that in Germany. Oh, yeah, that's good beer. Um, pink grapefruit. Um, they have a cider flight that. That would be good. You know, if it didn't have the alcohol in it, it would be good. 
Um, they have a house-made hot spiced wine. Where's Lauren when we need her? Mm. All right. And uh, a Riesling. They've got a specialty Riesling. And then Prost. What do we have here? Beverages. Beverages only. Looks like they don't have any food here. Mm-hmm. So you've got um, beer. Let's see. Brown ale. My favorite things, brown ale. You've got a Copper Point Brewing Company cold brew coffee lager. lager. Oh, that sounds good too. Ooh, coffee. I guess when we go, I, I, I can't eat anything, but I can drink. <laughs> I can drink a lot. So that's going to be a good combination for me. Wow. Good. Good. There's good. All, so many good things to drink. So many good things to eat. I just can't eat 90% of them. Shipyard Candy Cane Coffee Porter. Oh, see? What in the world? They have two different holiday beer flights. Wow. I just never envisioned mint and beer together. I haven't either, but why not? Uh, okay. <laughs> hmm. Hey, they have citrus beer and blueberry and coffee and everything else. Yeah. All sorts of crazy flavors. Yeah. I just envision eating one of those mints when you like leave the Japanese restaurant and then and taking a final swig of the beer, and that, that's probably what it's like as you're walking out. Oh, but their mints are, what are those? Or just, or just, a, are those? Or just a regular mint when you leave, like, chilies. Okay. There you go. Okay, so I'm skipping a couple of the booths because I'm, I'm trying to just get to the fun ones. So we've got um, the holiday sweets and treats, peppermint sundae, chocolate, ice cream, whipped cream, and peppermint candy. That one's five twenty-five. You also have the holiday tree sugar cookie. Vegetarian, in case you're interested. Um, the holiday cookie stroll completer cookie. I guess you get that after you complete the stroll. Green and red Mickey sugar cookies. Um, and then they have some some beverages. They've got hot cocoa, just regular non-alcoholic, kid-approved hot cocoa. Then they have T.G. Lee eggnog, non-alcoholic. So that's good, too, for the kids. Chocolate apple shake featuring Twining's winter spice tea. Okay, that's interesting. Chocolate apple. It's a chocolate apple shake, but then it's got the winter spice tea in it. What do you think, Sharpie? It sounds, I, I would try it. That's a non-alcoholic one too. I would try it. All right, so then we have Shipyard Eggnog uh, White Porter. We have hot cocoa with assorted cordials. Uh, you've got Bailey's Irish cream, Frangelico, or Fireball. Oh, I'm good with that. With my voice. Oh, that worked. Fireball. Okay, you've got fire eggnog. Um, and that's got the fireball cinnamon whiskey in it. And then a chocolate apple shake featuring um, the, like above, the kids version with the winter spice tea. But then now they add butter, not butter scotch schnapps. Interesting. So that kind of rounds out what they've got. They've got probably five other booths. Um, Shanghai Holiday Kitchen. You've got pork and vegetable egg rolls, Mongolian beef, um, barbecue pork, steamed rice. So lots of good things to check out. Oh, they've got the croissant donut tossed in cinnamon sugar. Croissant donut with chocolate and holiday sprinkles. Cronut. Yeah, well, they were saying croissant donuts. So you've got a cronut with eggnog, eggnog pastry cream and ginger snap crumbs. And then gelato, chocolate, hazelnut, white chocolate, raspberry, or vanilla bean. 
pancake milkshake. Who's ever heard of such a thing? Hmm. Interesting. All I can picture is drinking pancake batter. I don't you know, like I'm, the pancakes with filling I, I, that aren't really supposed to be filled. Yeah, I guess. So anyway, that is just a sneak peek um, on what kind of snacks they're going to have at the um, holiday fest festival of the holidays. Ooh, frozen coffee, Steve. They're going to have that at the Yukon Holiday Kitchen. Mm-mm. Ice wine flight. That's for Lauren. Or the frozen coffee with tap 357 whiskey. Wow. All right. I've talked enough about food. Um, so that puts us. Make us all hungry, Lisa. I know. I know. What sounds the best to you, Sharpie? <sighs> <coughs> I would seek out the, the funny thing is in the last show uh, I had talked about um, my gingerbread recipe and then people asked me to share it because I'd, I'd said I would, then I, I'd forgot to share it to the Facebook page, but uh, it's out there. If you are looking for the gingerbread recipe, it's on, it's on the, the Facebook uh, mouse chat fan community page. It's out there. Uh, but, but that like, I am, I love the gingerbread spices. So I, I would, I would seek, I would seek out something along those lines. Mm. I would have to stick with probably the, the first, one of the first things that I said was the turkey um, and the stuffing and the potatoes and just the traditional stuff. I love the traditional stuff. I don't know, Steve, beer flight. Yeah, there's, there were way too, there were so many beer flights I need to go like for a couple weekends in a row. And then, okay. and, and Sharpie, you'd have to be on a fitness routine in between all this. All <laughs> a this, all sobering the, routine. All the, all the week. Well, and well, then I have to find something that I can eat that, uh, isn't, uh, high in cholesterol to, uh, so I'm not just drinking beer and, uh, frozen drinks the entire time. All right. So just to wrap up 2018 Epcot International Festival of the Holidays, this is what they used to call holidays around the world. It's going to be from November 18th, which is already passed. And it's going to go through December 30th. And uh, go check out the food, the drink, the entertainment, the storytellers, the trees, the festivities. Yeah. Go have fun. And we're there for the uh, Mouse <coughs> Chat uh, meetup. And we're there also with the, uh, with, with the Disney blog. So, so, yeah, go to mousechat.net on Facebook or, or mousechat.net. Uh, website and you can RSVP. We're doing a walk around Epcot as one of the events. You just want to do beer flights. Yeah. So we, we can definitely try. There's a lot of good food to try and uh, a lot of drinks to try. So, all right. A lot of cronuts. And it's after the mini golf challenge that we're having. So you don't have to so worry. So you'll need this. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about like getting impairing your mini golf abilities. Okay. I don't think we have some serious golfers out there, miniature golfing. All right, Sharpie. Oh, come on. Let's hand it over to you. We're going to stick to Epcot. So one of my favorite features uh, of World Showcase uh, comes in the form of the Voices of Liberty. Uh, they do such an incredible job. Throughout most of the year, uh, what, what they feature 
are your like your traditional American folk tunes, uh, and they are uh, they typically perform inside the, the rotunda area inside the American Adventure Pavilion. Uh, but this year they are doing uh, a classical uh, or classic like Dickens style Christmas carols, uh, which I am so excited to see uh, and hear and experience. Um, because the the Voice of Liberty do such a beautiful job in doing uh, your your traditional acapella style singing, um, unaccompanied, of course. Uh, that's what acapella style singing is. Uh, but their the Christmas selections that they are going to be doing is I, I'm I'm really excited because uh, their costumes are always so beautiful. Uh, it's that that classic early American kind of kind of high. Uh, high style of of the uh, of the period, so really looking forward to it. All right, I love listening to them. I haven't done them in a long time, so that might be something we can do when we're we're there for Mouse Chat. That yeah, that would be cool. That would be really cool. Yep. All and right. they they always hang out afterwards to uh to do the um. Uh, like photo meet and greets with with, with uh, the people who who come to watch their shows, um, that that's going to be. I, I'm really looking forward to that because that's it's one of those things that that I sometimes I feel like Disney Disney cuts a lot of live entertainment, but they've really done a good job of keeping the Voices of Liberty because um, there used to be like the Fife and Drum Corps and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that that's that's no longer there uh but their show is typically about 15 minutes long um and and you'll want to catch them uh typically inside uh the voices uh, or in inside the american adventure pavilion in the rotunda area uh and it's always uh a pre kind of a precursor to um the, the American Adventure show, uh, and they usually perform usually about a half hour before that show starts. Uh, it gives people time to to go ahead upstairs to the theater. Um, but yeah, most recently, they're, the the schedule that they're keeping right now uh, is performing at 1135, 105, 150, 235, 320, 405, and 445. Um, so those are, those are the times throughout the day that um, – they're going to be performing so be sure to catch them if you haven't planned uh to go to the walt disney world resort during this christmas season get in touch with us start planning for next year oh yeah with star wars you need to start planning for next year if you have oh already. yeah absolutely because next christmas season that's galaxy's edge will be open very cool all right so i have just a short quick one and it's just an um, update on dates. Actually, Steve, you should go first because it's chronologically you first. All right. So still at Epcot, we have the 2019, which is going to be here before you know it, the Epcot International Festival of Arts. This is a festival started a few years ago. It was kind of a filler uh, between, you know, the holidays, food and wine, and then uh, the, uh, the garden festival that they have. Uh, that starts in the spring. But uh, so this has been very popular and they've expanded it every year. So the dates for this year are January 18th through February 25th of 2019. 
So they focus on a couple areas of the arts. So they have visual arts, culinary arts, and then performing arts. So for the visual arts piece, you know, they have the galleries. They're going to have some hand-on workshops and um, then some complimentary seminars that you can attend. Culinary arts has, uh, you know, similar to the food booths that they have at the other events. And they kind of have these little artistic twists with some of the food items and they're kind of creatively created or have unique names. So a lot of different things to taste. Uh, they, they seem to keep those, those food booths are very popular. So they seem to keep them for every festival that they have over there. Uh, and then of course, with the performing arts, they have the live statues that you've seen probably at Disney Springs or are in front of uh, the Paris France pavilion and some uh, acrobatics as well. Um, one of the popular things I think is, is the uh, Disney on Broadway shows. So they've expanded that to be seven days a week now for this year. Um, and they also have kind of a dinner package that you can get uh, for that concert series, which I believe is probably similar to the candlelight processional where that hopefully gets you a better seating position. Um, if I was local, there were some of these things that would be, that would be awesome to do because I'd love to get my kids down there to experience some of these things because they have uh, paint with an artist, which would be really cool to do if we got the kids down there to kind of explore their creative side on that. So they have that for uh, all different class guided classes for all different levels. Uh, so that's painting with a Disney artist. And then they have, you know, learning different, uh, artistic techniques, uh, from the pros. And those are interactive workshops that you can sign up for, for tips and tricks and, uh, different crafts that you create to create like a little memento <coughs> to take home. Uh, and then of course they have all the amazing artwork that you can purchase. Uh, so you can go through all the different galleries with all the Disney artists and all that stuff that I always want to buy, but I never have enough wall space to put it on. So luckily I don't come home with any of it, <laughs> but all that, all that artwork was like, Oh, this is cool. And this is cool. And it's just never ending. Um, so I think, yeah. And then they have all different kinds of, of, you know, seminars like at Flower and Garden. So they have all the experts in there. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Stay off of my topic. Um, so, yeah. So they have all of that there. Oh, and they also, they're mentioning clever photo ops. Uh, with Instagram and all these Instagram walls, I'm wondering if they have, they, it says life-size versions of some of the most admired artwork from around the world. So... We'll have to see what those are, but I'm assuming there's some Instagram moments there. And of course they always do some fun things for the kids to keep the kids involved. So yeah. So if you're, if you haven't yet, that's going to be, if you haven't planned to go, or if you're going to be there, it's January 18th, February 25th, 2019. Uh, and from every, I've never been, but everybody who's been has always said it's, it's fabulous. So we'll, okay. have, to, we'll have to try it out. We will. I think art would be fun doing some of those art classes and programs. Yeah, um, that would be, that's every time I read about that or flower and garden or food and wine, I'm like, Oh, if I was local, yeah, I could go to, You're, it's not that far. I know. Yeah. They do a lot of events around those, uh, the festivals and, and like they really, they do a great job in making them not only accessible, but also very, 
uh, diverse. I mean, they, they do a lot of really cool stuff. I mean, especially with food and wine, uh, the different stuff that they do as far as like wine pairings and bourbon tastings and the different, different alcohols and spirits, um, they, they approach it from a very, uh, very like educational point of view. Uh, but it, it, it's always, they're always very engaging. Uh, and, and I think the different additions that they keep made making to, uh, the, uh, the arts festival, I, I'm I'm really excited to see it grow. I think it was something that that Epcot needed, uh, particularly that time of year, uh, to draw in a crowd. But also, it's something really really cool because let's face it, Disney is art. Uh, I mean that that's animation is where they got their start. So it's always kind of been a haven and uh, and major career goal for for any uh, any kind of anyone who, who who had a, a budding interest in animation uh just studying the works of the, the disney masters yeah really and, cool. like, and like you said on those on the ones for food and wine the different things that we've been to they're they're reasonably priced like those extra seminars and wine tastings uh-huh. i mean they're usually about 20 20 or something which is what i would expect to pay for that event or more outside of disney you know, to do some of those things. So, well, like with the wine tasting, you got three or five glasses of wine or well, you know, sam- yeah, samplings, half glasses. Yeah. Samplings of wine. And yeah. it's a good value. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely, uh, wor- well worth of what you pay for those different seminars. So, yeah. All right. So we have another festival to check out and this would be right after the festival of the arts. And this is, um, the Epcot Flower and Garden Festival. And for 2019, the announced dates are going to be March 6th through June 3rd. So 3-6 through 6-3. I like that. And what I just figured out is this started, um, the inaugural year was 1994. So next year is going to be the 25th anniversary of Flower and Garden. 25 years. It doesn't seem like it's been that long, but it has. So Flower and Garden Festival is one of the prettiest times to go to Disney, uh, to go to Epcot. And the flowers are everywhere. They have, they have more of those food kitchens that we were talking about, the food booths. And let's see, they have over 30 million blooms. They've got, I love when they, they float the flowers in the different waterways. Um, they've got 240 floating flower planters. There are 700 gardens. There are almost a hundred of those Disney character topiaries. Um, flower towers. They've got the butterfly um, tapestry of flowers. They, it, it's just this like someone spilled paint everywhere and colors are bursting everywhere. And it's like someone painted the park. It's, it's a combination of what Steve just did and flowers. It's, it's beautiful. And some of the best pictures of the park come from this time of year. Um, everyone does the classic picture of the floating, the flower planters that are floating in there with the monorail and it's incredible. So Go check out Flower and Garden. Um, they have different uh, concerts 
that they have as well. So you can go catch some music. You can go check out the displays. Um, yeah. What else? Oh, over at Flower and Garden? Well, Flower and Garden's like the, <coughs> the, the best way to get, when it's freezing cold and you want to get out of New Jersey or New York or wherever <laughs> wherever you are that's cold and rainy and snowing, Flower and Garden, even from Atlanta, I'm like, oh, I need I need some green leaves and I want to get down. Get some butterflies. And you just go down to Florida and it's the temperature, it's like in the 70s or 80s and it's beautiful and the and the the way that Disney, I mean, just the streets at Disney are always done so nicely and the landscaping everywhere. And then you go into Epcot and it's like overload. It's everything is perfect. Yeah, it is overload. And you have it's that. And like, all the, uh, the topiaries yeah, are just. They're stunning. Phenomenal. Yeah. Love them. Well, and don't forget they have those presentations too. They have different mm-hmm. areas where they have HGTV or they'll have a DIY expert and they'll give tips and help you learn all about doing all the great stuff, all the culture. <coughs> All right. Moving on. We're back to Sharpie. Back to me. So, uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, someone, uh, two certain someones actually are celebrating huge, uh, huge milestone birthdays this year. Minnie and Mickey are turning 90. Um, and of course, Disney is going all out to celebrate. Uh, if you, if you didn't see the, um, the, the special, uh, they, they did, uh, but it's been about two weeks ago now, uh, to celebrate, um, uh, the 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 kickoff of of Disney's uh, celebration of Mickey's 90th birthday. Uh, there's going to be a lot of different things happening, uh, not only on land but also at sea. Um, in summer 2019, there's going to be um, Minnie and Mickey surprise party at sea aboard uh, Disney Cruise Line sailings this summer. So that's going to be really awesome, uh, not only to celebrate in the parks, but also aboard Disney Cruise Line. Uh, but that the entire party theme uh, is also working its way across uh, the Disney parks and resorts across over the next month or so. Uh, they're officially launching a lot of the stuff in the parks on January 18th. Uh, it's important to note that's right after Marathon Weekend. Uh, so if you're planning to be there for Marathon Week, you, you might get to see some of the stuff if you are there the week following Marathon Week. Not the week before, though. Uh, you're not going to see this stuff um, kind of hit, hitting the parks until January around January 18th, 2019. I can't believe we're already on 2019. I keep wondering what happened to 2017. Um, but here we are. Catch up, Sharpie. I know, I know. <sighs> kind of crazy. But yeah, so go celebrate. Celebrate with Minnie and Mickey. Surprise party in the parks, on the cruise line. Whoop, whoop. Have fun with it. Can't it's imagine going to what's going to be gonna happen. a lot of fun. Can you imagine ten years from now? A oh. hundred years old. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't know. 
But yeah, Minnie and Mickey will be greeting guests together uh, mm-hmm. inside uh, the Town Square Theater. That normally does not happen. Usually you only see uh, Mickey inside of Town Square Theater. Um but then there's going to be an all new song uh, uh, unveiled for the Move It, Shake It, Mouska, Dance It street party. Um, and that's, uh, of course, if you've ever done uh, the Move It, Shake It, Celebrate It uh, party uh, that takes place there at the hub at the Magic Kingdom, it is a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, that, that there are a lot of their their marketing campaign this year is now more than ever. So go celebrate. <laughs> so there's going to be 19 uh, magical new or limited time experiences in the parks in 2019. So if you haven't planned your 2019 adventure yet, it all starts January 18th. Yeah. January 18th is a big day, like you were saying. <coughs> so everything from Mickey and Minnie's surprise celebrations are on January 18th. Every park has something going on January 18th. Epcot, Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios. Uh, they're all doing something January 18th. So that's the big day to be down in the parks. A um, couple things. I'll move it, shake it, mouse could dance it. I, I evidently got drew the short straw on this story because Lauren's not here. Lauren loves the dancing she likes the dance party. She likes the dance parties. This is more of a three o'clock parade that never ends. It's like the all day. It's like when there's nothing on on Main Street, this is going on, which the kids love. And that's what Disney is about. Um, for me, I just, I, I'm not a fan of the, uh, the never ending street parties, but um, these have been going on for a while and people love them. So they're going to, they're going to add a few new characters this year. Like Sharpie said, there's new music, there's, uh, some new costumes and I'm sure it'll be themed for the, uh, Mickey and Minnie's, uh, 90th. So definitely something you'll want to catch if you have kids that like those types of parties. Or if you like to move it, shake it and mask a dance it. I, I don't think highly I... recommended for you. <laughs> <laughs> Always exercising, Sharpie. All right. The next thing that was recently announced is that um, in Epcot at the France Pavilion at World Showcase, they're going to be doing, uh, adding a Beauty and the Beast sing-along. And this will be in addition to Impressions de France. And uh, it's going to be more like the live version of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> yep, they've got this. Uh, the whole show is being created by Don Han, who is the producer of both the animated and live action Beauty of the Beast. Beauty and the Beast films. And uh, rumor is that the music will be more from the live action show, but we don't know for sure. It's still very new, fresh in stages. And, and we can't figure out, Sharpie and I were talking about this. We don't know if it's replacing the Impressions de France show uh, presentation or if it's going to be like alternating. It says in addition to, so I don't think it's going away. 
Um, you still need to have that French culture and exposure, but I, I don't know if they're just going to alternate or have set time. I don't know what they're going to do, but we're going to stay tuned and let you know what we find. But of course the frozen sing along frozen ever after that took off like uh, a rocket and princesses are just, they're never going away. So our latest one, Beauty and the Beast sing along in the France Pavilion. Yeah, Remy, Remy over at uh, Disneyland Paris is, is amazing. So that ride, which I'm assuming is going to be the exact as Disneyland Paris, but that's a, an awesome ride. Fun for all ages. So anybody could ride that. All right, Sharpie, you are next. So as uh, we reported this, I want to say it was back all the way back in January, um, and then construction uh, has started on the new signature dining location uh, that is coming to Epcot, um, and it is going to be uh, seafood focused. From what from from what it's it's seeming right now, uh, but it is a brand new construction. Uh, it's going to be in addition uh, to the quick service um, and uh, Teppanito that's already already in there uh, in the Japan Pavilion. That's above the 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 retail that's on the ground floor of of the of the main building there uh, in the Japan Pavilion. But yeah, so uh, new, new signature <laughs> restaurant coming. Um, it, it's inspired by the the natural beauty of Japan, uh, and then it's also going to to feature the different uh, the relationship between Japanese craftsmanship and the natural world. Uh, it's actually going to be operated by the same company that operates uh, Teppanito, as well as the um, the retail establishments and the kiosks in in the pavilion. So okay. <laughs> Looking forward to brand new signature restaurant. Uh, this will be the first time that Japan has hosted a signature restaurant. So, should be good. Upscale dining opportunities coming to Epcot. All right, Steve. What's right. your next story? Okay, so we announced this earlier uh, as well, <laughs> but there's more details now over at Epcot for Guardians of the Galaxy: The Ride. That's coming. This is over where the Energy Pavilion was in uh, Future World, and it is massive. I mean, the stuff I'm reading is like it's one of the largest enclosed roller coasters in the world, and and the ride building is unbelievably huge. Uh, so some of the things that they announced about the Guardians of the Galaxy is you know Disney's all about story, and they want to immerse you in the story. So the ride vehicles in this, when you're on a traditional roller coaster, you're in the vehicle and you're just facing forward the entire time. So they've made these ride vehicles so they can, they can pivot, you know, up to 360 degrees. Uh, so what I'm envisioning is like taking the Omnimover ride system, similar to like at the Haunted Mansion where, you know, you're facing forward, but then when you want to go to the ballroom scene, you know, it turns to the right. So, so they, they can turn the ride vehicle any way they want. So instead of you just flying by the story that might be on the right or on the left or behind you, they can turn the vehicle in any direction while you're going at 
breakneck speed. Yeah, that just sounds scary. So that is going to be really cool. <coughs> and I just have to figure out how many motion sickness, how many motion sickness uh, pills I'll need to take before getting on that ride. But uh, that's going to be amazing. So they're building this coaster. This is, they have so many things coming. So we're talking about Mickey's 90th, which is coming, or which just, just happened, but what they're kind of celebrating starting in January 18th of 2019. This is for their next big thing, which is the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World, which starts in 2021. So, <coughs> so that's when uh, this coaster is uh, set to debut over at Epcot. Big celebrations. A lot, yeah. Disney has a lot on the horizon over the next few years. Well, I mean, they always do. They've always got something. Yeah, they they do. But these these are like kind of milestone things. These are these are these are Disney's major merchandising opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, remember, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that there were to be a big celebration and they'd come out with a cupcake. I mean, there would be. Now the celebrations are. New restaurants, new hotels, new massive e-ticket rides. I mean, there are so many things. Well, new lands. Yeah. I mean, they have pulled out all the stops. And just when you think that they won't do any more because they just have so much, they do even more and more and more. Others, I mean, there's stuff that we haven't even touched on. There's a new Spider-Man ride uh, that they had plans and information come out for for Disneyland over at their Marvel Land. Uh, new hotels. So we have a lot that we will have to cover on another show. Well, yeah. And we're going to do a show on resorts and recap and look backs. And we also have, we just got back. <coughs> Lisa and I just got off of Royal Caribbean's largest cruise ship in the world. Yeah. The symphony of the seas. So if you are interested in, if, uh, if you haven't done a Disney cruise or you're looking for something else besides a Disney cruise at a slightly lower price point, um, we have all the information on Royal Caribbean. Uh, and I, I went on some of the attractions. Lisa did the flow rider. She did the surfing and the bodyboarding. So we'll have to go. We can, so we can get you information on all of that. And we'll do a show. On, yeah, we'll do a show on that. And then we also did uh, Viking. Viking now does... <laughs> Viking does river cruises, but now they have ocean cruises, and we went on Viking's uh, ocean cruise just for a day for a, a tour of that. Yeah, we didn't actually sail. So, yeah, so we didn't sail on that, but it was actually pretty amazing. So uh, we will do a show on Viking, which was, which was stunning. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap everything up for this week. I think we've covered a lot of news. So, I'd like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. If you enjoy listening to our shows, you can find more shows over at iTunes and also at mousechat.net. If you have comments for us, please write to comments at mousechat.net. Thanks so much for listening. Please join us again next time on Mouse Chat.